Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Saying Sports with Jake and Sean. It is Sean coming to you solo today. Jake is getting his boogie on at Electric Forest, so I'm going to bring you the show today solo. And today we're going to be covering two of our prospect breakdowns, starting with the Philadelphia Phillies and then moving on to the Detroit Tigers, covering the last team that we need to going through our divisions um, the NL East needed to be done and our next one for the AL Central so we're going to start with the Phillies and just like how we normally do um, breaking down their top 30 from MLB pipeline they have 17 pitchers three catchers no first baseman a second base shortstop third base number of five and five outfielders going through their top 10 prospects real quick um, Alec Baum Adonis Medea Adam Halsey Luis Garcia, Spencer Howard, Enley De Los Santos, Jojo Romero, Francisco Morales, Mickey Moniak, and Ranger Suarez. So going in a little bit deeper on those guys, starting off with Alec Baum at third base. Um, over through the season, he's hitting 333 over three different levels. Um, the power has kind of come and gone with him so far. His strikeout to walk numbers are very good. He hit 330 in Class A plus and Class A. He's recently been moved up to Double A. He's only got four games there, but he's another one of those guys who they have zero first baseman in the system. I think they might move him over to first base. I think he could be a guy that profiles out at first base. He's 6'5", 225. If he fills out a little bit more, he might outgrow third base, which is something that happens a lot with third base college prospects, at least in my opinion. But he needs to get his power going more. Um, he hasn't really hit for a ton of power this year. Only eight home runs out of 253 at-bats. He really needs to work on that. Next is Adonis Medea. He is 5-3 and three with a 4.05 ERA at AA. Not really the best ERA, but ERA has kind of been moving out of the picture in terms of what's important for pictures, pitchers along with wins. What's really big with him is his strikeout-to-walk ratio. He's averaging... Mm, less than a strikeout per inning, which is not great. His walk numbers, he's a 2-1 to one walk guy, so he's got to work on getting more strikeouts and less walks. Next is Adam Halsey. He is a outfielder who has been up into the majors for a couple games this year. He's got seven at-bats, uh, been a lot of time at AA and AAA. He's hitting 270 in the minors, only 143 in the majors. But right now, I think that he is just trying to figure out how to 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 the hitting because right now his strikeout numbers to walk ratio they're they're decent they're good for an outfielder and he is going to hopefully be in their long-term plans in the outfield you know they're going to try and find a spot for him he is never really profiled as a great hitter but when he gets a hold of the ball it's he does good um next up is luis garcia he is in class a the lakewood blue claws um, right now he's hitting 202, not really off to a great start out of 247 at-bats. Um, the extra base hits, he has seven doubles, three triples, three home runs. He has a lot of strikeouts to walks. He has 71 strikeouts to 29 walks with that 202 average. His OPS is at 586. He's a guy that has to really turn it around to live up to a top five prospect in the system. Next up for the Phillies is pitcher Spencer Howard. 
Um, he's the guy that's trending upward right now. He's fastball sitting at 98 miles an hour with a 94-95 range that he normally he gets into. His two breaking balls are kind of works in progress, a slider and a curveball. His changeup is right now looking to be at best as an average pitch. He is one and one with a 2.25 ERA and 20 innings pitched with a 30 strikeout to four walk ratio, which is really good. A one whip and a 2.25 ER or average uh, of batters against, with also a 2.25 ERA. He has the kind of stuff that looks like he could be a number one, number two starter. He's only at club A plus ball right now. So he's a guy to keep an eye on moving forward. We're going to skip a couple guys and move on to Jojo Ramiro, who is a guy who right now is at double A. Uh, he started the year at triple A, uh, ended up with a 9.64 ERA through 28 innings pitched, got moved down um, through 31 innings pitched at double A, is a 7.11 ERA. He's a guy that I really was watching and paying attention to to start the season in Philadelphia's system. Hasn't gotten it together much through this season. Um, he kind of profiled before the season as a middle-of-the-rotation starter. Right now, it's looking like that's not going to be in the plans for this season, at least. So, he's a guy that's trending downward. Um, the next guy we're going to talk about is Mickey Moniak. He was a first-round pick, first pick overall in 2016. Uh, did not have good years between 2016 when he started in low, low A and Arizona Fall League ball. Going to 2017, did not have a good year. Last year, did not have a good year. Um, he's reached double A this year, and he's kind of putting it together a little bit now. His average sits at 264, um, 18 doubles, 8 triples, 4 home runs out of his 71 hits. 36 RBIs, which is looking good. His strikeouts are still a little high at 66. That's only 18 walks, but he's getting his OPS up from where it's been in his career. It's at 744 right now. So he is a guy that he's one of those guys that takes first overall, who's kind of a project. They signed him under slot. It was a signability thing as why he went first overall. But I think that he can pull it together he's only right now 21 years old i think he can still he still has time to get better um, last guy we're going to really profile is ranger suarez um, mostly because he's got a cool name to me uh, <laughs> i think that he from just looking at his profile and reading some stuff about him he kind of looks like a back-end starter bullpen guy he's been up to the major leagues this season he's pitched six innings um, he has eight strikeouts to two walks. He had a 5.68 ERA in the minors at AAA. We'll see what happens with him. He's going to be a guy I pay attention to just because I kind of like his name, Ranger Suarez. It's kind of cool sounding. So moving on more into their first round draft pick from this past season was Bryson Stott, a shortstop from UNLV. A guy that he was really comped to throughout the draft process was Brandon Crawford, the shortstop from San Francisco where he has and could develop into a plus hitter and has a good arm and can play good shortstop. So he's going to be a guy that gets into that system and really starts to work, and we'll see what happens with him. Um, looking at the Philadelphia Phillies and their contract situation and when we can expect some of these guys to move on up, not really a lot of room for position players in Philadelphia between you know the signing of Bryce Harper, trading for Gene Segura, signing Andrew McCutcheon, 
Uh, Cesar Hernandez is there at second base, trading for JT Realmuto at catcher. Um, Mikhail Franco has been kind of in and out of third base. Scott Kingery's making himself a role. There's, the lineup is pretty full with Major League talent right now, and so you're going to start looking at some of the pitcher names that we've talked about as being guys that could really step in. Uh, Juan Nicasio, I'm not really sure what his numbers are, or if he's even played a lot this season for the Phillies, but he's a free agent after the season. Uh, Jose Alvarez is a free agent after the season, next season, 2020. So there could be room in the pitching, some pitching spots on the roster where some of the younger prospects could fit into. Um, like I mentioned, some of the guys who have already been up this year is Adam Helsey, Eniel De Los Santos. Uh, Cole Irvin is a guy that we didn't really talk about, but I think he could make a jump up to the majors this league, or he already has, um, sorry. But So those are three guys right now on top of ooh, some of the other ones we talked about that could be some young guys to watch in Philadelphia. Um, when could they contend for a World Series, a division title, an NL crown? I think their window is now. I think that there's not a lot of high-grade talent in their farm system that the, uh, people should be super excited about, and they've already shown that they're all in on winning now with the signing of Bryce Harper, trading for Real Muto and Segura, and getting the bunch of people into that lineup to make an impact now. I'm not really sure what the Phillies have planned for the future. Another guy we haven't even talked about is Reese Hoskins, who is a first-base outfielder. And he is another guy in that lineup. So position players, not really a ton of high-quality ones in the system for Philadelphia. But there is potential for a lot of these pitchers to be guys that you're going to see. Um, one other guy that I wanted to touch on, two other guys actually, uh, Kyle Young, who is ranked lower in their top 30 at 17. He right now for Class A plus ball, 1-3, uh, 4-2-9 ERA. 25 strikeouts to one walk in 21 innings. That's the reason why I wanted to mention him. That's a crazy ratio. 25 strikeouts, one walk, and 21 innings. Uh, the last guy that I wanted to mention is Nick Maton. He is a shortstop at A-plus ball. Right now he's hitting 286 with four home runs through 220 at-bats. People don't think that he's going to be able to stay at shortstop, but with his arm accuracy and a lot of the things that he does with his footwork and how he plays shortstop, he could be sticking there for a while. There's no reason to move him out there if he plays good defense. And so we'll see what how he does when his time comes. So that is it and everything that I have for the Philadelphia Phillies. So we are going to move on to the Detroit Tigers. So for the Detroit Tigers, we're going to kind of take this backwards from how we normally do it. We're going to talk about contracts and what's on the Major League roster first and then move into the prospects because there really isn't a lot outside of the prospects for Detroit Tigers fans to be hopeful for. And I'm a Detroit Tigers fan, so that's just to give you some insight on how we're all thinking. Um, after this season, Nick Castellanos becomes a free agent. If he is still on the roster, he could be traded come any day now. Um, Tyson Ross also signed a one-year deal along with Jordy Mercer, Matt Moore, Josh Harrison, and Gordon Beckham. Um, if Shane Green and Jordan Zimmerman are still on the roster, they are going to be free agents after the 2020 season. With the only player that is really going to be on the Tigers roster long-term, still Miguel Cabrera. Signed through 2023, 
with 2024 and 2025 options. He's going to be here for a long time. So looking at that, there are spots and the rotation and the bullpen on the field for a lot of guys to step up and try and prove themselves and make plays and get up. Um, some guys that you could see at the end of the season this year, we're going to talk about him more in a second. Um, Daz Cameron, an outfielder, if he can get his hit up a little bit, he could line himself up for a call-up. Matt Manning, I'm sorry, not Matt Manning, Bo Burrows is at double-A right now. He could sneak himself up into a late-season call-up, a spot start in September. Um, with the injury that happened recently, I had Casey Mize on this list, but I don't think he's going to. I don't think Tiger fans will see Casey Mize for at least another year. And two other guys, Jake Rogers, a catcher, could come up for a late September call-up, along with Jake Robson, who has been a very good hitter this year for AAA. When should the Tigers contend? I don't know. Um, division, I don't know. American League, no clue. World Series, far, far away. Um so with that depressing stuff out of the way, let's talk about the fun stuff. Um, we're going to start off with the 2019 round one draft pick of Riley Green. He is an outfielder from Florida, so the Tigers did not go pitcher in the first round again, which is something they've been um, kind of pigeonholed into doing, and for good reason, because they always take a pitcher first round. Um, but Riley Green profiles as a power hitter. He is a, a better hitter than... He was, the, I think, in, I remember reading, he was the most highly rated high school hitter coming into this year's draft. And he proved it. His first rookie league game was earlier last week. He went four for five with a double, two home runs, and five RBIs. And if that's not making a splash or a good first impression, I don't know what is. He is probably one of going to end up being ranked as the Tigers' highest hitting prospect um, ahead of Isaac Paredes, who is there right now. And in my opinion, he's probably going to fall into the number three ranking once MLB Pipeline updates their rankings. I think he's going to come after Casey Mize and Matt Manning and in front of the oft-injured Franklin Perez. So now getting into um, some of the Tigers' prospects, we're going to spend a little bit more time on them just because I know more about them. Um, Casey Mize uh, was a great pitcher at Auburn, and he's done nothing to prove that he's not going to be a great major league pitcher. This year in the minors, through 78 innings, he has a .92 ERA. 75 strikeouts to only 12 walks. A 158 batting average against. A whip uh, under .7. He has looked the part so far of being the number one overall pick a year ago. He had a strikeout to walk ratio in college of 12 12.1, which is outrageous. Um... We didn't get to see him at all last year when the Tigers, after the draft, when they signed him because he had pitched a 114 innings at Auburn and the Tigers really wanted to watch the innings and watch how his usage was. And I think that was smart. He has three different pitches that can get strikeouts and they're all kind of variations of his fastball. He has a splitter and he has a fastball, which can touch 97, 98. His slider has been very good for him, and he has a cutter. He has a lot of pitches that he throws really well, and I think he is going to be the future of the Tigers' rotation. Next is the guy who's going to be right next to him in Matt Manning. Um, he was signed as a high school pitcher, uh, taken in the first round, ninth overall, 2016. 
his fastball sits between 96 and 97, 98. He can touch that high. Um, he has a good curveball, a very, very good curveball that has the chance to be his best pitch. His changeup has been lagging behind, and I think he needs to work on that a little bit more. But he could develop into a very good three-pitch guy in the rotation. His numbers this year, he is 6-4, and 2-5-3 ERA in AA, a whip under 1, an average against under 200, uh, 98 strikeouts to 26 walks. So he's getting a lot of strikeouts, and he's under a walk every few innings. So he's getting those numbers looking very good. Um, next on the list right now is Franklin Perez. He came over in the Justin Verlander trade along with Jake Rogers and Daz Cameron. And he's just been hurt. He has been hurt pretty much since the Tigers traded for him. Every time he comes back, he'll pitch a little bit and he'll get hurt again. But when he's healthy, he has a lively fastball that can get up to 96, 97. He needs to work on his off-speed pitches, his secondary pitches. He has a slider that he's been tinkering with, apparently. A curveball that could be a future um 60 grade, 70 grade curveball. He just needs to stay healthy because he has not been, he's been on the injured list three separate times this season. He's only pitched seven innings, 7.2 innings. So health is going to be a real big thing for Franklin Perez. Moving on to Isaac Paredes, who was signed in 2015 for $500,000 out of Mexico by the Cubs. The Cubs traded him to the Tigers in the Alex Wilson deal. And he has been, to my opinion, kind of average ever since. He's hit 257 right now in double A with four home runs, um, 33 strikeouts to 31 walks. So his average, his ratios there are good. He's getting his walks and he's trying to limit his strikeouts. 12 doubles. His OPS right now is at 700. He's going to have to hit better. Um, he's defensive position is probably up in the air right now he's played some third he's played some short he's played some second and people are really trying to figure out where he's going to be long term and it keeps changing a lot like Castellanos based on the major league roster where they think they're going to need him in the future so people are really going to have to make a commitment and keep him at one position if they don't want the same thing to happen with Castellanos where he was really not a good defender and in his defense they kept moving him around so they're going to have to decide on something I think for him in the future. Das Cameron is next, the other guy that came over with the um, with Franklin Perez in the Verlander trade. His defense is good. He's a very good overall athlete. He can steal more bases, but he has to work on it. He's got seven steals right now. He's been caught, I think, about seven times, too. Um, his power is there. He just has to make contact. Right now he's hitting... 213 in AAA, 244 at-bats, 84 strikeouts. So he is striking out a lot. He just needs to get his hits going, get the hit tool up. And he could be a guy that you see later this season in Detroit. Next is Bo Burrows, our 2015 first overall draft from Texas High School. Signed for $2-plus million. Um, he reached AA last year. At the age of 20, here he reached double A in 2017 at the age of 20. He pitched for the Tigers in the Futures game. Um, he's pitched over 134 innings for the past couple of seasons, so he's got his durability. He's proved he can be durable. 
He has four pitches that he throws. He has a fastball that sits in the low 90s, can touch mid to moderately high 90s. He throws a pitch that I don't really know if I think it's kind of a slurvish pitch that gets good life down towards the bottom of the zone. He gets good swings and misses on that. But if he leaves it up, it it flattens out and he gets hit off of it. Um, his curveball is good. His slider is making progress. And his changeup is now considered probably to be one of his best pitches outside his fastball. That should be his main secondary pitch. Um, this season he has pitched at A-plus, double-A, and triple-A um, for the season in the minors. He is 1-2 with a 3.86 ERA. 32 innings pitched. He has 34 strikeouts, so he's above that strikeout per inning um, stat line. He has 15 walks, which is so he has double the strikeouts to walks, which is good. Um, his average against is 200. His whip is a little bit elevated um, at 1.19 for elite pitching prospects in the minors, but that's kind of bloated right now by a five-run, five-game run in AAA where he was hit pretty good and um ended up with a era over five um next guy was a willie castro he was signed by cleveland i believe we got him in the leonis martin trade and he has been a good hitter in triple a he's got a 300 plus average this year and 260 at bats he's a switch hitter and he is a athletic infielder he can play shortstop he can play a lot of the other positions but he needs to cut down on his errors. He has the athleticism to do it, but he is cutting down on them more. He had 15 errors last season. He had 25 the two years before that, and he just needs to work on his defense more consistently. And if he gets his hitting a little bit better, 308's a good average. He's making good contact, but he needs to improve it a little bit to crack a major league lineup, in my opinion. Um, the next guy is Parker Meadows. He is the second-round pick from last year, 44th overall, after Casey Myers was taken in the first. He is the brother of Ray's breakout this season, Austin Meadows. Right now, he is he he can't hit. He's hitting 211 right now in A-ball at West Michigan. Um, he's had three home runs and 218 at-bats. He's striking out of 68 to 28 with 28 walks. His OPS is, I think, right now, yep, south of 600 at 584. He just needs more time to develop. Um, he could be potentially a 2020 guy is what he kind of profiles as, 20 home runs, 20 steals. He just needs more time. Next is Alex Fiedo. He is a pitcher from the University of Florida, was picked first round, 18th overall in 2017. Uh, another guy that did not pitch after he was drafted for Detroit because he had a long uh, college season with Florida and he kind of struggled out of the gate when he came into 2018 and started. Um, he had about 15 home runs in his first 60 innings. Um, that's not good. But his fastball, uh, slider, changeup are all 50 above average, 50 grade above average pitches. So he could be um, working and figuring stuff out. He has only given up, he's given up 12 home runs this year in 78 innings, so it's not really a lot better, but he's he's working on it. Um, he's also in double A this year, so all the Tigers' top three, pro, top four pitching prospects right now 
are all in the rotation at double A. So that's wow. I didn't realize that. <laughs> that's that's hmm, should be a good rotation. Um, the next guy up is Kyle Funkhauser. He was a closer for Louisville. Um, the Tigers had decided to stretch him out, I think, into a, a starter. And he's mixed results on that front. Um, he features a fastball, slider, curveball, changeup. Um, fastball can get up into the 95s. His average against right now in the minors over a couple different levels is 220. Uh, so that's reasonably good. He's only given up two home runs, which is a outstanding number to me for the 34 innings that he's pitched, especially with most of those coming in AAA. To finish out the signings, or the, not the signings, the guys that got brought back for Justin Verlander is Jake Rogers. Um, he's going to be at the profiles, and he looks like, and he's going to be a defensive catcher in the major leagues. His hit tool has not really developed as much as people thought it was going to so he is going to be a defensive catcher and probably kind of profiles to me as early James McCann when James McCann was a young catcher in Detroit and was just throwing people out had a plus arm was making the plays that needed to be made and really the hits were just they were bonus and I think that's where he is going to be as a Tigers catcher um, to round out the top three rounds of the 2018 draft is Cody Clemens, the son of Roger Clemens. He's at double A, or not double A, A-plus ball right now. He's hitting 238, so he's kind of working on it. He's a guy that has a very strong work ethic. He's going to get better. He's a guy that really should be kept an eye on. Um, to round out some two more guys are left on this Tigers um, prospect preview, I guess, is Brock Detheridge, who was taken in 2018 in the 10th round. He's a guy that I really like. He has not had a great start to the season. Or we're midway through the season now. He's hitting 230. Um, we're, he's another guy that I kind of have tabbed as a keep an eye on for the future because he's going to develop, and how good he will be is, I guess, we're going to find out. And the last guy that I want to talk about for the Tigers is Jose Azucar. Um, right now he is at double A. He is having, I think, his best hitting season to date at 293, two home runs, and 246 at bats. His strikeouts he's cut down on. He's at 66 to 15 walks. Um, Detroit doesn't have a lot of strong international signing players in their top 30. I think Azokar is the one to be the most excited about. He was signed in 2012. Um, he's 23 now, so I think he's a little bit behind the curve as far as something that people are used to seeing is international stars making impacts right away. So he is an outfielder. He's probably going to be play center field for the Tigers either probably next year. I think he could have a shot at the roster next year. If he continues to hit for the rest of AA this season, he could get moved at the AAA near the end of the year and really see where he goes. All right, so that is going to do it for today's Just Saying podcast. Um, I want to thank you for listening to me ramble about prospects and nerd stuff with baseball. I really enjoy it, and I'm glad that you listened. Um, remember to subscribe, uh, like, share, review, and really try and give us some feedback on what you guys want to listen to um, at Just Saying Sport on Twitter. Me and Jake are linked in the description on our the Twitter page, so go ahead and interact with us let us know what you guys want to hear us talk about 
So um, until next time, thank you for listening. Uh, I'm Sean DeWire, and we'll talk to you next time.